You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, November the 13th, scary Friday the 13th. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, your host for the show. Thanks for tuning in. We've got the final BBWA awards to talk about today as Freddie Freeman and Jose Abreu both deservedly take home the MVP awards in the National and American Leagues, respectively. I'll also talk about how the Cubs reliever Ryan Tapera got an MVP vote. Uh, there's a story behind that that you can find on NBCSportsChicago.com. Uh, so I'll tell you about that, as well as there are 24 more Cardinals to win this award as a Cardinal. I will not go through each one of them, but I will kind of go through uh, who, who the players are in their years that year. So uh, let, let's start in the NL. Oh, and I will also uh, be talking about an article about each team's 2021 Rookie of the Year candidate and the Cardinals candidate that in this article um, will not surprise you, but it might. Who knows? You have to listen to find out. We're going to start with the MVP votes. First off, we'll start again in the National League with, with Freddie Freeman getting all but one first place, all but two rather, first place votes. Him and Mookie Betts finished first and second, Machado with third. Three Padres in the top five is Machado and Tatis Jr. Uh, you look down the line, Paul Goldschmidt was the only Cardinal to receive any votes. One seventh place vote, or one vote for seventh, eighth, and ninth place each for a total of nine points. Uh, yes, and again, Ryan Tapera did get a tenth, point, tenth place vote, which I'll tell you about coming up in just a little while. Uh, but Freddie Freeman, I think, was was the clear choice here. Uh, he, he was he was first in in, in fielding war, second in winning on base. Uh, second in runs driven in, first in runs, second in OPS. Uh, I just, you know, he he has been so good for so long without that um, MVP award. I think they're calling it the M- MV Free Award now. Um, and it was just a bizarre season for Freeman personally too. I mean, he got um, he, he started with with COVID, a couple of days off for the starting the regular season, and you know, on on August fifth, he was hitting one ninety. But took off after that, hitting 384 with 11 home runs and an MLB best 1,220 1, OPS from the ninth to the end of that season. Um, second highest, like I said, OPS in the majors. He led the league in in the runs, second in the batting average, second in slugging percentage, and helped the Braves win a third straight NL East title. He, he joins Chipper Jones, Terry Pendleton, Dale Murphy, Hank Aaron, and Bob Elliott as past Brave winners. Um, and I think that he... Um, you know, was very deserving of this award. I mean, all I would have been okay with any three of these guys winning it. Uh, you know, Tatis might have been, uh, or uh, Machado might have been a bit of a stretch, but I think Freddie Freeman is the clear and obvious choice here for the MVP, and I'm happy that he won it. Um, so I, I think that, you know, he, he was the right choice for the National League MVP. When you look at the American League MVP, you also find a first baseman with Jose Abreu getting it, and this guy deserves it. I mean, he. I mean, when you look at the votes, it really wasn't even that close. I mean, it was a little bit closer, but uh, 21 first-place votes for Abreu. Jose Ramirez got eight first-place votes. DJ Lemay, who got one. 
374 total votes for Jose Abreu. Plenty of people got votes in the MVP ballot this year. Uh, Luke Voigt, former Cardinal, got got 85 points. Uh, he, the highest vote he got w- w- was fourth. Um, so I mean, it was up and down. A lot, lot of players. Even Eddie Rosario, Salvador Perez got got a point. Kyle Lewis, Rookie of the Year, got a point. So, but when you look at Abreu's season, he was just dominant. Uh, he, he he was pretty clear. He's the third Cuban-born MVP, first White Sox MVP um, for for Chicago. Um, but yeah, like I said, he just had a a marvelous marvelous year when when you look at look at look at the numbers and you know this is a guy that is when I say this I don't mean that he I don't maybe think he, he was as good at his peak but I think he's the Anthony Rizzo of the White Sox because he was here for whenever they were really bad in 14 15 16 and he put up good numbers each and every one of those years he he really had one down year in his in his career and that was 2018 and he still hit 22 home runs and uh, limited playing time but in 2020, 317, 370, 617 slash line, 987 on base, or OPS rather. Uh, he, he hit 19 home runs, drove in 60 RBIs in 60 games. So, I mean, you know, it's an, it's, that's an RBI a game. You know, if a guy gets 162 RBIs, that's pretty darn impressive. And I think that, you know, Abreu, like I said, both these guys were, were clear choices. And bo- both these guys helped their teams to achieve that postseason berth. And I think that, you know, Abreu... I was glad for Abreu to get some recognition, um, you know, because he signed an extension in the off season, um, leading the AL in those RBIs for the second straight season, second in the MLB with 19 home runs, uh, fourth in the AL, three seventeen batting average. Um, so I mean, he he was huge for for the White Sox, and you know, if, if you want a more in depth look at both of these guys, you can head over to Locked On Braves and Locked On. Um, Locked on White Sox, excuse me. Uh, They uh, guarantee you have some pretty good uh, in-depth analysis on both these guys. So uh, congratulations to Abreu and Freeman uh, for the MVP. And uh, before we uh, move on, I want to talk about how Ryan Tapera got an all-star or an MVP vote. Rick Hummel of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, oddly enough, was the one who voted for him. And I found this story, and Rogers retweeted it on Twitter, uh, tweeted by Cubs Talk, NBCS Cubs. It's found on NBCSports.com slash Chicago and then a bunch of other weird things. Um, it's Rick Hummel's quote, I fully intended to vote for Trey Turner, 10th. In fact, I remember wrestling with putting two guys from the last place team, added Hummel. Um, so he wanted to put Trey Turner. And he said, quote, especially for somebody voting 40 years on this, this would be a stunning development, he said. People would think I've lost my marbles. Trey, Trey Turner should have should have one more point. He's a good player. Um but uh, in retracing his steps, Rick Hummel discovered that Tapera's name was three spots above Turner's in the drop-down menu. Um, he said the only explanation that he can he could come up with is that he mistakenly clicked the wrong name and uh, didn't check the confirmation email close enough. So that is how uh, that that that's how that Tapera got. The, uh, the MVP vote, it was kind of a, a, a mistake almost by Rick Hummel, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, who's been in writing for 40 years. Uh, he's he re- highly recognized, highly touted guy. And so that's kind of a, a funny story of how Ryan Tapera gets an MVP vote. Um, so definitely probably not deserving of the award by any, um, any means, but he still gets the vote nonetheless. So uh, with the MVP current 2020 MVP talk out of the way, um, after a, a quick break, I will be talking about past Cardinal winners. And after six Cy Young Award winners, 
You might be in the car. Or, I'm sorry, that was a mistake. Despite when you look, if you listen to yesterday's episode, uh, I talked about how there are only two Cardinals to win the Cy Young Award as a Cardinal, and you would think that that's kind of odd coming from a, a team with such rich pitching history. Uh, Chris Carpenter did it twice, and Bob Gibson once. For me, when I was looking up, you know, for this episode. I was shocked that the number was as high as it is for the MVP, and you can find out that number and who's won it coming up in just a minute. BuiltBar.com is new and improved and even more delicious than before. My favorite flavor among the new flavors is, and always will be, cookies and cream because I'm a sucker for those cookies and cream. The 12 original flavors range from coconut almond to German chocolate to banana bread to mint brownie to double chocolate to toffee almond and to peanut butter brownie. Every single one of these bars are soft and easy to chew, and they're covered 100%, that's right, 100% in chocolate. But just because they're chocolate doesn't mean they're not healthy. They're easy to lose or maintain weight while you indulge in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Let's take a look at a flavor profile for my favorite in cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, Built Bar uh, is offering a free cooler with purchase of Built Bar while supplies last, so don't miss out on this opportunity. Go to BuiltBar.com now, and you can get guaranteed 20% off your next order with promo code Locked On. Once again, you have a free cooler with purchase while supplies last, but no matter what, even if supplies is gone by the time you get there, use promo code Locked On for 20% off. Once again, a promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So this weekend, uh, no posting. I'll be sure to you know if you keep up on Twitter with any Cardinal news that uh, I'll be sharing at LJ Fastball, and then uh, the show Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Um, but let's let's look at the MVP because when you know, like I said on on yesterday's episode, I thought that um, you know it was surprising that only two Cardinals have won the award and three times total with Gibson winning it twice. When you look at um, the Cardinal numbers, you, you have 20 St. Louis Cardinals winning the award, or the Car- a Cardinal player winning it 20 times, I should say, according to WSWReference.com. Albert won it three times in 2008, or 2009, 2008, back-to-back years, and 2005. Then you got to go all the way back to 1985 when William McGee won it as a St. Louis Cardinal. Keith Hernandez won it in 1979, the slick gold glove third baseman, or first baseman, rather. Third baseman was Joe Torre, won it in 1971. Bob Gibson did win it in 1968, the year before that, Orlando Cepeda in 1967. Ken Boyer, a name that is not talked about a lot, won it in 1964 as a St. Louis Cardinal. Then you got to go all the way back to 1948 for Musial winning it in 48, 46, um, and 43. And then in between that, Marty Marion won it in 1944. Mort Cooper back in 1942. Joe Medwick, the last NL Triple Crown winner, in that, and won it in 1937. Dizzy Dean won it in 1934. It's worth noting that the Cy Young wasn't a thing back in 1934. Uh, Frankie Frisch won it in 1931. Uh, and Jim Bottomley won it in 1928. Before that, Bob O'Farrell in 1926 World Series year. And Rogers Hornsby was the first Cardinal to ever win it back in 1925. Uh, so, you know, obviously 20 times doesn't surprise me, but it did surprise me after learning that only three times has a Cardinal won the Cy Young Award. Because I, when I think of Cardinals, I, th- I tend to think more of, of, of pitching than I do of, of hitting necessarily, but the the, um, the MVP speak for themselves. I mean, obviously, you have, you have Albert finishing um, in the MV- MVP conversation pretty much every year he was a Cardinal. 
He was fourth in 2001, second in 2002, second in 2003, third in 2004, won it in 05, second in 06, dropped all the way down to ninth in 07, first eight and nine, second in 2010 to Joey Votto, fifth in 2011. So he was literally in the top 10 every single year he was a Cardinal, which is remarkable, and we, we all know his his Cardinal dominance from 2001 to 2011. I mean, he he had 445 home runs per 162 games. He averaged 44, 43 home runs, rather, 44 doubles, 127 runs driven in, 170 OPS plus over the course of his career. So he was just dominant. Led the league in so many different things, um, and, and I won't get into that because we don't have enough time to talk about Albert Pujols' dominance uh, as a St. Louis Cardinal. But, you know, I think when, when you look back at, at Cardinal MVPs, uh, like I said, there's a lot more than I realized, anyways. And when you look back at the MVPs here in 2020, or when you look back at the awards of 2020, I was seven for eight. So I, I'm considering that a win for me. I was I was correct on Kyle Lewis and Devin Williams. I was one for two. I, I said dynamically that I thought it would be Charlie Montorio, um, but uh, ended up being Kevin Cash. I was correct on Bauer and um, and Darvish, or I'm sorry, Bauer and Bieber, and I think, you know, all of these guys, you, you could make an argument, and I was correct today, yesterday, on Freeman and Abreu, and all these guys, obviously, every every finalist ha- has, you know, has a um, has a dog in the fight, and I think that you could make a case for every, every finalist this year, but I think at the end of the day, the writers got it correct. I think every single winner was deservedly so. I don't really think anybody got... Um, you know, left off the ballot. I don't think anybody got left off the winners. I don't think anybody, you know, for the most part, it seems like uh, the winners that got announced were all correct, and I, I was pretty okay with that. So uh, just to finish up the, uh, this week's content of Locked On Cardinals, uh, if you missed any episodes throughout the week, feel free to go back and listen on your weekend commute, on your weekend drive, weekend run, whether you're shoveling snow, mowing the lawn, I don't know where you live, but um, um, no matter what, uh, feel free to go back and listen to this week's content. But to finish it up, I'll talk about an article and MLB.com that was written by um, Jim Callis, Jonathan Mayo, and Mike Rosenbaum uh, about 2021 Rookie of the Year candidates. And the Cardinals won. It won't surprise you. It is the top prospect in the Cardinals uh, system, 14th overall in MLB, Dylan Carlson. Um, he, he came off a, a triple or a, a 28-20 season in 2019, slash 292, 372, 542, 26 home runs, 20 steals across AA and AAA. Um, and then, you know, we, we all know the story. He was overmatched when he first came up, but after uh, he, he was sent down and came back two weeks later, 287, seven extra base sets, 11 RBIs in 11 games. Uh, he was a cleanup hitter in the postseason. So um, I think this is an obvious choice. Do I think he'll win it? I don't know. 2021's a, a big, a long ways away, and I got to, I haven't really looked too much at, deeply at the other Rookie of the Year candidates, but I think that Carlson has a really good shot to win it. And especially if he comes into his own like he did in the last couple, you know, like I just mentioned, in the last couple days of, of his season and in the last couple in, in the postseason as well, he's got a really good shot at, at winning it. So Dylan Carlson, according to MLB.com prospect panelists, um, your 2021 Rookie of the Year candidate for the St. Louis Cardinals. That's all I got for this Friday the 13th. Make sure you're not being too spooky out there today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic weekend.